0: what's up everyone this is resilience in action with aaron brown the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience this episode contains topics that may be triggering for some people viewers discretion is advised what's going on what's going on what's going on everyone it's another episode of resilience in action with with um uh, with i forgot my name with aaron brown this is gonna be amazing and today We have Tawana Woolfolk. Um, I'm not going to butcher your bio. You sent it to me, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to love it. But I want you to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I appreciate that, Erin. So I, I first, um, you weren't, you didn't plan this, but um, I think it's important for your beautiful audience um, uh, for us to just have a moment to celebrate you um, and thank you. Um, because it is um, not every day that we get space and permission to show up as we are, the beautiful unicorns that we are, rainbow unicorns that we are. And, um, you know, to have the space to show up, to share um, our stories, and to know that we don't have to do any extra performing or underperforming to deserve a seat at the table. So I just want to celebrate you for creating this space and for you making your way through the world and the journey you've had to do. So I just want to do that first.
0: Thank you. That means so much Um, because short story, I've been struggling, right? Um, I've had a lot going on, like health wise, a lot of, you know, unanswered questions, what's going on? Well, what's this, what's that? And I've, my mental health has just been like ebbs and flows like and Mm -hmm. I've been in one of those down areas so Mm -hmm. thank you for just pouring into me I did not expect this at all listeners I had no idea that this was happening um but I am ever so grateful that you decided to take that first little bit of time to you know just pour into me a little bit I do very appreciate that so much
1: Absolutely. And I just, um, I thought it would really, in in a way, get to the heart and root of who I am, right, is someone who really, um, really, I, I can't deny and unsee and undo the power of um, of the fact that we don't exist in vacuums, right? And Um, how you've chosen to journey through the world and show up in the world is why resilience in action is even a damn thing, right? If you think about it and why I'm even here. And and so part of how I've learned to journey through the world and in my own ingenious ways, learn to adapt to my trauma, my triumph, my overwhelm, my stress is by acknowledging those who have invested in me without me signing on a dotted line, guaranteeing their return back in their investment, that they just blindly show up and invest. And so that's what I kind of see you doing. And I imagine and I hope that others have done that for you. And so that is kind of what I'm about. And that's how I lead in the world. That's how I practice as a therapist. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. This is my, I'm about to go into my 20th year in the field.
0: Congratulations. Um, my 40th,
1: thank you. Thank you. Uh, my 43rd birthday is on the 20th of December. So oh, okay. um, let's go. yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, you may know by the end of this, really what, how profound this moment is for me, quite honestly. Um, and so just thank you again. Um, it's you know, it's amazing. Um, this summer I was reunited, um, uh, virtually with the help of my therapist, um, with my biological mother. And after she had, um, she had terminated her rights to me and my half brother when I was five mm-hmm. and he was three and a half, and um. It's it's made me a believer that it is just never too late. Absolutely. It just really fucking is never too late.
0: Yeah. And
1: I remember when I asked my therapist to um to be a part of facilitating what really essentially was a reunification. Um in May, um I remember saying to my mother, um she I she was talking about how and she gave me permission to share this but just how there's still that little girl that lives within her her 50 something year old self that that doesn't feel like she belongs and feels dirty right and that's just the trauma showing up right and and i said to her these words about like how much she deserves and mm-hmm. and had she ever considered therapy had she ever considered that she that she is beyond deserving of healing. And um, and it was so profound to talk to her a couple of weeks ago to hear her talk about how very much and how she, I was reintroduced to her and how you and I met, poured into her, right? This message of her deservingness. And um, she didn't show up for me to tell her that, but she needed to know because I know that she's been living journeying through this world with an immense amount of shame mm. and guilt and trauma and um and I thought man I can't be reunited with my mother only for her to not feel like living is not an option and that living her best life is not an option and um and so I wanted to give her that because had she not had she not made the brave decision whatever went into that decision to give me up for adoption, um that I we I wouldn't be here potentially, Mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Of
0: course, absolutely I I think we have a lot in common. Yes, that makes so much sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so um and so again, just kind of going back to well, who is Tawana, right? Like that's that's part of my roots. Right. And again, I just never say it's too late to show up as the most authentic, beautiful version of who you are. And part of who I am is connected to generations of trauma and overwhelm and stress and triumph and um, oppression, racism, um, you know, and um, it's just important for me that whomever I'm connected to knows that um, that they belong in part because of the work that I've done my own my own intensive trauma work um, that again you know my therapist who um, when she and I started working together over a year ago um, we both realized that that um I could benefit from EMDR, eye movement desensitization therapy and I'm also an EMDR therapist and um so she supported me in getting connected with somebody who um could do that journey with me and steward me through. Yeah, and what was that experience like? So it was um it was really profound and um I I intro- I got uh, introduced with this beautiful woman out of North Carolina, and um, the state of Connecticut had opened its statutes for out-of-state clinicians to practice during the um, the, pan- the height of the pandemic. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, I, I think a lot of you know it may sound corny and cliche, but you know if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know if I would have met this beautiful woman, uh, mm-hmm. this beautiful therapist, and and so um she's a somatic attachment focused emdr therapist which i'm trained in and um i had just done my first weekend of basic training in emdr and i was like i need this shit in my life <laughs> I've been walking around with these boo boos for far too long, yeah. and I've been hitting on, I've been knocking on far too many doors to still be walking with this boo boo like bleeding and not healing. Mm-hmm. And I, I got my taste of this training. I said, "Oh no, I need this in my life." I emailed the the admin of the 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 or creator of the of the, um, institute I was getting trained in. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have anybody that can give me intensives for, (laughs) (laughs) they hooked my ass up. Oh my goodness. So I did like three or four intensives, which I was with this therapist virtually for about four hours uh, for a little over four hours each sitting. And, um, and so that's one way, right. That you can do it or just a traditional, you know, 60 minute sessions or whatever. But, I wanted to do I was ready for deep intensive work and um and it was really profound because you know part of my own learning with EMDR and my own trauma work is that we were able to get to the roots around the roots connected to the the behaviors and thoughts and beliefs and and, and, and somatic feelings that have been recycling themselves all my life. Mm -hmm. And it was so profound when she, we were in this part of the work where we were hitting on the root connected to really what goes into how I conceptualize my belonging in the world. And So essentially, she was really, we were kind of getting to the root of what is the, essentially the negative cognition that I really operate on. And Mm. it's so freaking sexy and seductive, man, because it's invisible. It's so invisible. But until you're with the right steward to help you get hit on the root, let me tell you, (laughs) Erin, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So the way she was doing it, it was like, you know, she could have just stopped at the first negative cognition, I said, which was something about maybe not feeling worthy or something. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, well, what does that mean about you? Then she just kept asking, what's that mean? What's that mean about you? What's that mean about you? Until we both had this gasp, this release, when I said something to the effect of, I wasn't meant to be born. I wasn't meant to be here. I'm not meant to be alive. And we both just looked at each other in the screen. And, and she said it before I did. And she said, Tawana, it's no fucking wonder you, you're still alive. Like someone who's thinking like that, like that could have led you to dying by suicide or, or leading a life that just would have led you to the ultimate darkness. Mm -hmm. Like to, to literally wholeheartedly believe that you are not meant to exist how the fuck was I walking through the world like I was walking through for over 40 years? Believing
0: that? That's heavy. That's heavy.
1: Right? And it made so much sense because I always wondered. I always wondered from very young. I always thought something was weird about me still living. Mm-hmm how did I know as a little girl three four five year old that 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 finding water finding finding a water source out of toilets was what was going to keep me alive how did I know that how did I know that digging through trash cans would be a source for food
0: mm-hmm.
1: how did I know to use my imagination to smell shampoos when I was locked in dark baths bathrooms naked in the bathtub that smelling that and imagining what it would taste like would be enough to get me through how the fuck did I know that Mm. and here I am journeying through life just still feeling like both something's magical about while I'm still existing and yet not wanting to exist at the same time oh my gosh yeah yeah wondering what hit you when I said that what came to mind and body
0: yeah yeah Wow, um, that that just <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Knowing that, like you've like you're living in your purpose, but sometimes it doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, sometimes you don't seem like enough, and you don't feel like yeah. enough. And yeah. and I've always gone through life feeling like a burden. And I attest that, I tie that to growing up, um, my birth parents didn't want me, they chose other sources. So my grandparents raised me. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the trauma of that in itself. Right. Um, And, you know, my, my older sister, who's my aunt, but my older sister, like she was the baby and then I came. Mm-hmm. So the attention got taken away from her. So now she's mad at me. I, and all of this, while wow, I never asked for any of this right. all the while. It took me so right. long to realize that I didn't, I didn't ask for any of this, Right, but, but here I am being able right. to talk to you today after, yes. after a number of suicide attempts Mm -hmm. and just really really feeling and visiting and knowing what the darkest corners of my life were. Right. And how, as you said, how the fuck did I how how did I navigate that? Right. We were meant to have this conversation because (laughs) yes we were (laughs) go go I told I told you we have a lot in common. Um Go ahead and finish your story. I just wanted to know that I see you, I hear you, um, and I acknowledge your presence and your existence and being
1: here. Thank you, thank you, and that's why I had to celebrate you, baby. Because Mm. (laughs) listen, for two people, and I know that you have you have come across a countless other beautiful people that you've had on your podcast and and alike, and who we've been close to death, Mm -hmm. if not there. And you just, but I tell my clients, I tell my clients, I'm like, that's the fire that burns in me. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you've been close to death, if not there, you there's un, no undo, unseeing that, unfeeling that. And I think about how, in the third grade, how I just. I never. I I I met my match, my third grade teacher, Miss Coleman, um, who had this zest for life that, like, if I didn't know any better, like, I would think that she was like on another planet <sighs> because Homegirl would like with her salt and pepper hair cut short, you know, like she had little, uh, uh, like, masculine little masculine energy about her. But like she would hop on desks, she would just her excitement about the potential of our brains. Mm. So so when I got that permission, I was like, oh okay, well, I I don't know why I'm still here. What do I mean? What is my purpose? So I ended up discovering, man, search for meaning. I don't know if you've ever read that by Victor Frankel.
0: My my wife's uh, mother-in-law bought that for me. Um, I want to say two or three Christmases ago. Yeah, I have mm. that book.
1: I own that. Yes, yes. Mm. Well, let me tell you, in third grade, I don't know what the hell I was doing reading that in third grade, <laughs> but knowing what I know about my shiny <laughs> unicorn self, I know why. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was I doing reading That's a- practically a college book? Like what? Was- That's a third big grade- book <laughs> for a third grader wow okay but but like but it was like it was victor's testimony of being a you know both a prisoner and a survivor of the jewish concentration camps and watching his people die around him and this thought about why Mm -hmm. what were the roots connected to that and this whole piece around how he made it non-negotiable of course, I'm really, you know, high level paraphrasing, but like I encourage people to to definitely get the book. But, mm-hmm. but this like this concept of like making it non negotiable for anyone to have power over where your mind can go, no matter how much ho- captive they have of your body mm-hmm. or how battered it's being, that no one can control where I can go in my mind. And essentially, that's what helped him survive because he could go wherever he wanted in his mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that he could connect with whatever reality was he he longed for, and that's what really sowed the seeds of hope and faith and that was the difference was that he had that, and his family lost that mm-hmm. and because it is just really there are no words to just how does one survive that right and it, and but it was that that resonated with with me like how did I survive how did I what was it that made me at five years old take my little brother to go break into trailers in in our complex like who does that like yeah. what was it in me that like gave me that hope and faith that whatever to go like search for food like what what's that right so reading Victor words in third grade it it became my survival guide mm. and and who knew that like I would years later be in the position of being a healer right and a therapist I had no intentions of being a therapist mm-hmm. actually I wanted to go into cosmetology school culinary school or art school that's where I, I was going like that's two different cos- completely
0: too hey 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 did you know i wrote a book it's called the value method five steps to unlocking your greatest potential and in it i share just that five wildly easy actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily i've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and
1: a copy for a friend. <laughs> you think, but, but both. You need creativity, creativity, mm-hmm. flexibility, be able to think out of the box, mm. innovation. If you think about it, my 19 years now in the field, if I realized that what I would have had to lean on if I had gone in those arenas mm-hmm. and th- down that path, it's the same thing. It's the same DNA and building blocks. It's the same thing. Yeah. Because that's what helps me be successful today. Mm. This is an art. Come through. Come on. It is a fucking art. Come
0: on. Yes. Does that make sense? Because that Absolutely. 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 Um, I feel like when we, when we have the self-awareness that allows us to want to help others, especially coming from such traumatic pasts and upbringing... Mm-hmm. um, that within itself is a masterpiece.
1: Yes. It's art. Said.
0: Yep, Absolutely. That, that within itself is a masterpiece. E- like not giving up because how easy yep. would it have been just to, to give up, go through life yep. and just, yep. and just survive. Yes. Yes. But we chose yes. something different. You chose something different.
1: Yes. Yes. What, we did, did. what
0: did you? What did you choose? What was it that that you chose that that solidified that for you?
1: You know, that's a beautiful question, my dear. And I think I'm still choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I like that. I, because what I realize that it's a choice. It's a it's a choice to live intentionally every moment and that might sound exhausting right that might sound really exhausting um but it really is like moving from living on automatic pilot and living living in a way that like you're like where there's so much potential but yet you're settling for less and no judgment against that but most times we're filled with so much apathy that we want that thing, but it just seems insurmountable to get to. Mm -hmm. So like transitioning from living in that kind of space to a space where it's like, oh dude, like I got an opportunity for like a fresh start today. Mm -hmm. Like how do I live this day out like no other? And so it really is a day, like every day is a choice in the mm. way I choose to live it. And before I got into the field almost 20 years ago, um, a um, a practitioner in the field, Irvin Yalom, um, who's written a lot of books, but he talked about this concept of that he never assumes that. And this was kind of a defining moment that connects with your question about what I, what, what did I ultimately choose? Mm-hmm. So he talked about this concept of like not assuming that his clients are going to come back for the next session, like never having this assuming mindset, right? Because if you think about it in a position of provider client, right? Whatever arena that's in, there's just this assumption that I give you an appointment and you come back. Yeah. It's a it's a whole new it's a whole new thing to to live as if because really what he was talking about is because I don't lean in that assumption, I assume this this very session is our last one. So what does that fucking mean when this could be our last moment? You show the hell up and out. Mm-hmm. That is a whole nother energy. There is no settling energy when you lead in that way. And so that is essentially how I choose to show up as much as I can. And so that's how I show up in my sessions. Mm -hmm. I say to my clients, you choose. Every time you show up here, it's a choice. I don't own you. You're not wedded to me. It is an active choice. And I'm gonna and and I may say things today that that if I had a mindset where I just assumed that we have tomorrow, I may not say. Mm-hmm. But but so it's on a if you can imagine the 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 energy connected to living in that way and existing yeah. and relating in that way. Of course. It doesn't mean I'm on 10 all the time, but it just means that when I show up, I show up.
0: Whereas as well, when like, it's when time that, to show that, up, with, you show yeah. up. Like, yeah. And all you have to do is show up. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yes. And that's enough for a celebration. That is enough to go all out for. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and when I can't, when I can't show up as my best self, I don't mean perfect, but when I can't show up in a way that aligns with with what would feel nourishing to me and say to my people, whether it's friends, whether it's a client, I am honest with that. Mm -hmm. I struggle with an autoimmune condition. I struggle with mental health stuff. I struggle with medical stuff. Life also happens, right? I did this big move. I'm, I'm in a new home. And because I also know I don't, my life doesn't exist in a vacuum. What happens to me and how I show up has impact on others, including mm-hmm. my clients. Of course. So I choose to be honest. I choose to say, you know what? I had a flare up last night and I am in a lot of pain and I'm going to choose to take care of myself so that I can show up for us better, you know, at a different time. Can we flex and pivot around our ske- our appointment or, you know, or, uh, You know, um, I have a dear friend who has a, who works at a foundation with teen girls. I was supposed to speak in November and this move kicked my ass. And I said to her, I was honest. I said, listen, this has been on my bucket list for years to be a speaker for your girls to tell them my story. But i got to be honest. I just cannot white knuckle my way through because they will not get the best of me. Can we put it off to the spring? Mm -hmm. That would feel more nourishing to me. Do you know the relief when somebody knows that you're that you're leading with honesty? Yeah. Do you know how she would feel if I really showed up to an event, pushing it myself beyond my limit, mm-hmm. being in yeah. pain, being uncomfortable,
0: and that's then trying to mask to
1: that and to her, yes, and to mask that. Mm-hmm. So, to go back to your question, that's what I choose. That's. That's what I choose every day to try to lead in that way. Absolutely. I don't know if that makes sense to you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Operating in what what is excellent for that day. And it's, and- You and, got it. Yes. And, and one thing that I try to encourage everyone to understand, um, whether I'm at work, whether I'm doing um, work for myself, whether I'm at my nine to five, like show up. I'm going to show up yes. and give 110. Right? Yes. Now, now the fact that the matter is that 110 is not going to look the same every single day. It's not, and it can't. And the moment that we understand that to be fact because it is true, the easier it is. It's going to be for us to navigate and have a greater yes. human experience. Yes. The easier yes. it's going to be. Yes. But, but we get we get hung up on how we're going to look to other people. I recently had this situation, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to show that I'm ashamed. So I just go ghost, right? Yes. And what does that do? That does Mm. nothing. That puts me- Nothing. That that does such a disservice. I'm getting
1: chills as you're talking.
0: Yes. Listen, it does such a disservice. Mm. And I want to let everyone who's listening know that moving in honesty- is, is the key to unlocking a world of change. Mm.
1: And what?
0: Moving in honesty is the key to unlocking a world of change. There is, mm-hmm. there is empathy on the other side of that door. There is compassion on the other side of yes. that door. There is release there, on there the is other is side of that door. On the other side of the door. There, there are arms, there's support. There's yes. so much on the other side of the door. And we have to, we have to get comfortable with being vulnerable enough to, to step through that doorway.
1: Yes, yes. Because you really want to know the antidote to resilience and action. It really is what you're saying, like your beautiful question. What do you choose, Tawana? What did you finally decide to choose? Well, it is moving in honesty, mm-hmm. no matter how tender and challenging it is. Mm-hmm. That's the the greatest freedom I've experienced being, learning to be like that beautiful work I did with my EMDR therapist. Like that was a moment of beautiful honesty. When I like freaking just named that thing, called the thing a thing and named that, that was like that first moment of honesty with myself. And that was all that I had to do. And like, that was probably a, another defining moment that I chose that, right? Mm-hmm. I can't unsee that, tr- the trueness, trueness of that. And so I think that that really is the antidote to, and part of the blueprint to resilience and action. And is that, what would it be like if, like, what what would be better, the discomfort The discomfort, the mild, brief discomfort that comes from leading in honesty, because you know that if you did that, you are honoring yourself and others, Mm -hmm. or the discomfort and tender and challengingness that comes from being small, being silent, shutting up, not speaking truth, not standing your sacred ground. Both are uncomfortable, but which one would you rather have? Yeah, and which and, reality would you rather live? Which ugly would you want? And when
0: you choose, when you choose to minimize yourself, when you choose to take that small, that small path, you don't realize it, but that trickles into every other decision that you're about to make.
1: You already know it.
0: Every other you can't decision, help but to it, it. It there's it's already the seed is already planted, right? Yep. And now you're you've watered it. And when you plant things and you water them, guess what grows? That's right. So that's right. Know, choosing to to live and move in honesty, and I always say I like to lead with love. Yes, I uh, I just, I just because when if you lead with love, um, even the even the thing, the ugly thing, the thing yes. that you have to say, the yes. the, the truth yes. that needs to come out. Yes, when you're when you lead with love, mm-hmm. it's really really hard to to see ugly in what you're saying and 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 to see ugly in you standing in your truth. You know.
1: Yes, yes, and you just spoke to what I like to call with my couples and also even my individuals that I work with the goo. Mm. That is what I call the goo is leading with. Leading from a place of love, like anchoring in that, Mm -hmm. like that pure, genuine place of love. And that place, like when we talk about love, it really is that place where it's not attached to agenda, it's not attached to overperformance, to underperformance. It is really that place of love that's attached to unconditional positive regard.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? So I'm just making it, I'm just making it
1: more nuanced. Unconditional. positive positive regard regard. come on that love i'm just making it more nuanced but it's (laughs) yes just calling it a thing that it's attached to that when you lead from that place and the truth is born out of that place you're right anything is possible Mm. everything
0: is possible yes yeah One hundred percent. oh my goodness Ooh, I feel like I need to.
1: <laughs> I have a question for you. What are you feeling in mind and body? What's coming in mind and body for you um, right now? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, absolutely. For your audience?
0: Absolutely, I love I love when my guests ask me questions. Um, I'm feeling a sense of relief. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, I was in a situation where I chose yes. to be small for a long time, and it's yeah. good when you have. I'm really big on support systems. It doesn't have to be big, but you have to you have to surround yourself with people who who's going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. They're going to hold you up, they're going to hold you accountable. There there is not always going to be pillows. You know, right. sometimes we got to get those boxing gloves on. But mm-hmm. they're going to hit you with those those truths that you need to help you live out your truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, this conversation is taking me back to, you know, the situation I was in and, yeah, you know, someone reached out to me and said, Hey, like, Aaron, we're all better than this. And I'm like, shit, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. I, Cause I went, I went right back to being a burden. Yes. And whenever I feel like I'm a burden to someone or something to someone mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I find any and every way to, uh, to catastrophize, to, um, to dead the, dead the, the relationship in a sense, you know, I try to, what I'm I'm thinking of a word, um, not a booby trap, but I try to just
1: self-sabotage,
0: sabotage, I will sabotage the hell out of some shit. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, it took me to having that great support system, and and being able to have someone reach out to me and say, "Aaron, pull your you're better than this. We're yes. all better than this. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, get your shit together." Yeah, and thing I I am thankful for this conversation. I'm thankful for the mm-hmm. conversation that I was that I was able to um have with that person. Um, yes. And it's just given me a, a new more perspective, and of course more more inner and hard work. Um, yes, hard work is hard work. Like yes. and that's soul no work, baby. To, I
1: like to call it that soul
0: work. Listen, no one likes to look in the mirror. Hey hey hey! If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Okay. Mm-mm. No one likes to look in the mirror, but we will hold that some bitch up in front of someone yeah. else mm-hmm. and and point out all their flaws, yeah. all their negativity, and all everything they need to work yeah. on. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Over the past few years, I've been working on sitting my ass in that mirror. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and face, facing, facing what I see, acknowledging it, um, because like you were saying earlier, um, you know, when you, you can't unsee something once you see it, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't fix it. You can't address it if you don't see it Mm -hmm. or if you're choosing not to see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking, I'm taking the steps to choose to see my blind spots, to choose to see where I'm, where I've chosen to be small. To, yeah. to purposely feel like a burden because that gives me an out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, may I ask you, um, because I don't want to overstep, but I, I would love to offer you an another perspective. Of course, of course. Hold. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I want to be respectful. Um so I I want to gently challenge mm-hmm. in a loving way this you know, um, maybe not even challenge, but offer maybe a competing point of view where um a different context for you to hold and maybe look at with curiosity, wonder, and awe how you show up in the world. Okay. I'm going to say that those ways that you show up, those 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 recycled patterns of making yourself small, those The ease to which you can immediately assume you're a burden and then catastrophize. I'm going to call that an ingenious adaptation of how you've learned to survive in the world. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. That you have become very good at, you've developed this, you have this overdeveloped capacity to. do these certain things that, that, that one would say, you know, girl, you got to cut that out. Like what is up with that? Right? Like, that's not a good look. Mm -hmm. Like you need to like check that, that pattern, that habit, that behavior. I like to look at it this way, because when you look at it this way, it actually softens. It also, it softens you up towards yourself and it helps to Break those shame shackles and those shackles of stigma and self hatred that come from the ways that we show up in the world that we're very aware aren't good looks for us. Mm -hmm. I just choose to look at it in a way, in this really, in this way where instead we could say, oh, wow, wait a minute, like the roots attached to. Me easily going to a place of a burden and catastrophizing or making myself small. Wait a minute, that's fucking ingenious because somehow along the way I learned that that was going to suit me somehow. There was some utility to that. Mm -hmm. And what your loving friends or whoever stewards in your life are saying, "Mm, it's not working for you as well anymore. It's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm just offering this more balanced their loving position Absolutely. for for you to hold how you see how you're showing up in the world and understanding that. I'm curious what you heard in that and what I'm, I was saying.
0: And I'm big on language. I'm I'm real big on language. Um because you could be saying the same thing and the way you present it, the way you say it sounds completely mm-hmm. different. So you're going mm-hmm. to you're going to hear it differently. You know. So what I'm hearing is that I've developed some strong-ass defense mechanisms that helped me survive as a child, but they no longer, they're not serving me anymore. Um, so what needs to happen is I need to move out of that. I know the root, so go to the root, dig that up and implant something else, something else like we talked about, the seeds and yes, the trees. Yes, That's yes. what I'm
1: hearing. Yes, yes. And how do you feel like in body as you hear what I pro- what I propose to you in, re- in reciting it out loud for us, for your audience, for me and you? Like how how are you feeling in body? Um I'm
0: I'm feeling um like it'll be it'll be a challenge.
1: Yes, so it, um, it will I feel
0: be. I feel like it's a little heavy because yeah. it's that's my go-to
1: yes
0: that's that's my that's my go-to um it's been my go-to and that go-to it's it it hasn't failed me but it has like as a child as a child it didn't fail me because I've been I'm here we're able to talk to have this conversation right but it's it's heavy because it's no I can't I shouldn't have to carry this
1: you and you don't have to carry that mantle anymore. And it's and and it's heavy because you can't unsee the dissonance. You can't unsee how it's not as effective for you anymore. And yet you are allowed to grieve mm-hmm. and have anguish around the the no longer utilizing this in the way you used to. You are allowed to grieve that. I hope you know that. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> saying. Absolutely, absolutely, that's that heaviness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's calling a thing a thing. That's that heaviness. Call a right? thing a like, thing. I did not know this was happening today, y'all. Woo. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just naming, right? Like it as that heaviness is also that knowing that you can't unknow anymore, mm-hmm. right? Nope. So this is a beautiful gift that that you are, you know sharing with all of us and allowing me to be a part of right and it's also very much you know my process as well is like you know a lot of times we're not again to circle back to how we started we're not given space and permission to to grieve what society can quickly say is not a thing we should be doing Mm. right you should just stop that thing yeah right? Because it's no longer serving you. But wait a minute, that thing's been serving me. I want to fucking celebrate it. And I want to have a party for it. Wait a minute, what do you mean I can't? What? Uh Right? So I'm giving you and also myself and our audience permission (laughs) to (laughs) grieve the things that we know aren't serving us, to have anguish around it. As you figure out anew, as you shift, flex and pivot, take the best of what you know from this world, and then shift it to really align with the best beautiful version of yourself
0: mm. I love it I love it mm. y'all y'all know <laughs> y'all know this was a therapy session for me holy crap <laughs> wow Tawana Whew. first let me just say that um we are like I, I. We are our biggest critics. Yeah, and we all just want to be seen, and we yes. want to be heard.
1: Yes, and we want to
0: experience love. Yes, right? and so for you to give me the permission, and give the audience permission, and give yourself permission to grieve yes. is is big. Um, because yes. we're not allowed to grieve. When you look at bereavement, yeah. right? With work, right. We, we get like three days. Yeah, right. Three. We don't. We don't have time to to mm-hmm. re- feel what helped us feel the yeah. feelings of joy, of sorrow, yeah. of sadness. Yes,
1: all that. Yes. Pro-
0: process it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, implant new, new, new yes. thoughts, new feelings. Yes. You know. Yes. We don't, we don't have that. So thank you. Yes. You, for, you know there there's a a thing that says this is your sign and it is a sign that says this is your sign like you literally just did that for me and I am I am I am in shock and awe okay (laughs) yes I'm shooketh (laughs) I'm shook I'm shook yes this is a this was wow
1: yeah, we all deserve it. We deserve it.
0: Absolutely. 100%, uh, 110%. And everyone yeah. out there listening, like you, you deserve to, to grieve. Yes. Whatever it was that, that yeah. served you, that's no longer serving you. Um,
1: yeah. Grieve. Even if society says it's a, it's a partner, that's no good for you. You deserve to grieve mm-hmm. that grieve. person. You deserve to grieve mm-hmm. whatever
0: yes yep amazing Mm -hmm. um how can we support you where can we find you on social media because I know it's people that want to get in contact with you girl Woo. me included because we already in contact but yeah where can we where can we find you how can we support you and all that good stuff
1: well, thank you so much, my dear, for um for for asking that. And and when you're um when this goes close to airing, I'll um I have a, a buy me a coffee page that um uh because I, I don't really I, I when I you know signed up for this, like asking asking if I was gonna get paid for it was not even a thought in my mind. Um, because I just wanted to meet you and the power of storytelling and how it can heal is just what really Got me to the table, and so, um, but I will share my buy me a coffee page, and seventy five percent of the proceeds go to my clients in need who need who who need a Tawana in their life who need healing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and um, folks can find me on sacredgrantinstitute.com uh, That's my website, and sacredgroundinstitute on IG um, and, um, you know, or on, you know, Facebook as well, Sacred Ground Institute, um, on Facebook, and, of course, I'll share all my social media handles with you, um, you know, as you go to publish this. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: This is a conversation unlike any, I don't think I've had an interview like this. This is my, are you kidding Mm, this is my beautiful interviews, Erin. I've had a lot of, I love, I love, oh. love, love interviewing, right? I know you do. I love having conversations. I love hearing stories, systems and strategies of how people yes. navigate the world, you know, because my goal is to to share them to help other people yes. navigate. Yes. Um, and this is probably the first conversation that I've had that really shook me, like, in the, the best way, in the best way I was able to, to go to my past, my childhood. I went mm-hmm. to a couple weeks ago, you know, I was able to teleport in my mind yeah. all these different stages and milestones in my life. Um, and that's nothing against anyone else that I've ever interviewed. Girl, you just got some talent. <laughs> <laughs> you got some skills I and I'm and I'm here for it I am I, here for it I am absolutely here for it
1: I received that I received that well that you know this is the power of of what I always tell my beautiful people is we are each other's survival guides absolutely. we just are absolutely
0: absolutely um wow yeah I cannot wait to re-listen to this episode. Yes, yes. It's going to be lit. (laughs) Okay. I have one final question for you and I promise I'll get out of your hair. All right. Um, Tawana, what does resilience mean to you?
1: So Erin, resilience resilience means, and I'm going to, the way I'm going to, about it is um it's 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 no one linear thing it's not black oh. and white mm-hmm. it's not static so um it is it is textured it is nuanced resilience is the ability to not hold so tightly to an agenda but mm. to be able to be moved influenced Impacted in ways that you expected and were unexpected. Resilience is being able to flex and pivot. It's being, it's innovation, it's creativity. It is standing your sacred ground while honoring the best of you and and knowing that as you anchoring that, you're also honoring those around you resilience is being close to death in all the ways and shapes and forms that that can happen but but having this undeniable ability to see the other end it being unmistakable that that to me that is that is resilience that is resilience and resilience is also knowing not knowing and muddling through that's what it is
0: i love it beauty beautiful yeah 100 percent. and it's all like it's all like movements it's all
1: yes like, yep yes it's an action yes it is yes
0: beautiful yes
1: the beauty of your the title of your movement your podcast yes it is not meant to be static or linear or rigid or black and white.
0: Mm-hmm. It is meant for movement. It's meant to yes, and it's meant to mean something different to everyone.
1: Yes, everybody. It is unique. Yes, yes, it's unique. It's also shared. It's 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 meant to evolve. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yep. Yep. Because I can say that my definition of resilience five years ago. Isn't my definition of resilience today. Absolutely. I
1: hope not. Yeah. That's not a judgment.
0: I just hope I just no, yeah, no, absolutely. I hope hope it's not. You know, we gotta grow. We gotta we gotta grow. We have to we have to give ourselves that permission to elevate. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I love
0: that. Tawana, you've been a pleasure.
1: What a joy, my friend. Thanks for tuning into
0: this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.